Welcome to the Inside Muskegon Podcast with your host, Jason Pisecki. And now, here's Inside Muskegon. Welcome to Inside Muskegon. This is episode number 74. I'm Jason Pisecki. The Inside Muskegon Podcast is a weekly show featuring interviews with community leaders and comments from everyday people from Muskegon, Michigan. The goal of the podcast is to engage Muskegonites in a dialogue about the issues that affect our everyday lives. This week's show features an interview with Jerry Van Workham, a commentary on the interview, and information on contacting Inside Muskegon. Our interview this week is with Michigan State Senator Jerry Van Workham. I'm here with Michigan State Senator Jerry Van Workham. Thank you for taking the time out with Inside Muskegon today. It's a pleasure to be here. Let's start out talking about your background and how you got into politics. Uh, well, I'm an educator by trade. I, I uh, worked in education for 28 years, uh, was a teacher, then became a principal, um, and always wanted to run for office at some point. I, I taught government for years and years, encouraged kids to run for office. Um, I had a high school teacher that inspired me, and uh, in the back of my mind, I always felt that I wanted to be a part of the legislative process. And when I turned 50 years old, I thought, I'd better do something quick. I'm running out of time here. So I stepped out of education, uh, and things worked. And uh, I've enjoyed uh, serving as a legislator now for eight years. You are a Michigan state senator, and you represent the 34th district. What geographic area does your district cover? Uh, my district is all of Muskegon County with the addition of Oceana County, Mason County, and Nuego counties. And uh, I find that that's a, a pretty good mix. Uh, the, the types of situations I find in the other counties are very similar to what we face here in Muskegon. Share with us your routine as a state senator. What does your day typically consist of? Well, we have three days that we go off to Lansing, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. The other days are spent in district, and I'm usually meeting with people. Uh, today, for instance, I had a meeting in Walker regarding uh, lead abatement in houses, and then we had a press conference in downtown Grand Rapids uh, about uh, invasive species, and I'm back here uh, for this this uh, recording, and then I've got a couple meetings this afternoon. But most days are like that. I might have meetings up in Ludington or meetings over in Fremont or something like that uh, on Mondays and Fridays and oftentimes on Saturdays as well. On Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I'm generally uh, uh, taking off to Lansing, oh, about 6 or 6.30 in the morning. Uh, usually we have meetings uh, at breakfast time in, in Lansing. Uh, generally, there is a committee meeting uh, at 9 o'clock in the morning. Then we have session at 10. Uh, usually lasts till about 11 or 11.30. Sometimes it goes very lengthy. It'll go into the night sometimes. But in the afternoons are, are more committee meetings, and uh, uh, usually I leave Lansing by about 5 o'clock and am back here in Muskegon by 6.30 and uh, sometimes there's meetings here in district at, at night, and uh, other times I'm able to see my wife once in a while. <laughs> well, I would like to give you an opportunity to do something that's normally 
reserved for the governor of the state of Michigan, and kind of give us your state of Michigan address. Well, there's there's a difficult uh, time right now in the state of Michigan. Um, we've seen uh, kind of the demise of the American automobile industry in our state, and it's been such a flourishing industry over the years, uh, and now we're seeing that uh, the competition is becoming stronger and stronger from our uh, our, our foreign auto de- auto dealers. And uh, this has been tough. A lot of people have lost their jobs because of that. We have other sectors that are doing relatively well. I chair the Agriculture Committee, and agriculture actually is, is prospering right now. And we're seeing uh, new processing plants come into the state of Michigan Ethanol is a hot commodity right now, and uh, we will, by the end of this year, have, I believe, 10 ethanol plants in our state, which has uh, uh, really uh, jacked up the price of corn, and so many farmers are profiting from the uh, interest in ethanol within the state. So agriculture has uh, done relatively well, and we were concerned about that five or six years ago, that young people wouldn't get into agriculture. Uh, uh, and now in, there's there's more and more interest in the, in the prospects for ag. Um, I just visited the Upper Peninsula and uh, received an honor from the forestry folks. And forestry is another area that has huge potential for the future. Uh, over half of our state is forested. And we've seen the demise of lumber mills in our state. Uh, we've had problems right here at Sappy, and, and we don't see the logs there in the yard anymore like we used to. Uh, and that's put a lot of people out of business. But we passed out a package of bills last year that should help to stimulate the marketplace in forestry. So we hope to get a lot of those folks back to work once again. Uh, and the state is working very hard to bring in other types of industries to our state uh, so that we can find jobs for many of the people who've been laid off. So Michigan is in a, a period of transition from uh, the big auto state over to other types of industries, and it's going to take a little time, and, and we're just trying to uh, uh, make sure that our people are well provided for. Well, given that state of the state address, how does Muskegon fit into the mix, and what does Muskegon have to do to compete in this new global economy? Well, Muskegon has been transitioning uh, probably ahead of the curve in, in the state of Michigan, and we're actually seeing some stabilization in the western Michigan area. Uh, Muskegon uh, used to be a foundry town, and uh, now we're seeing Muskegon transition itself into more a tourism uh, community. Uh, we've seen great success with uh, Michigan's Adventure. We're seeing success with the uh, ferry. Uh, I believe Double J is going to be a tremendous success in the future with their water park that's going in there. We've got a number of destination points here in the area 
we've got some uh, great destination points with the arts and with our museums. Uh, so we're seeing a change, and, and the downtown area is going to be a huge part of that change. I, I see real promise in the downtown area. There are some people who've become impatient with how quickly that's moving, but... Uh, Entrepreneurs need uh, uh, a little courage when they take the risks of going downtown. And, and my hat is off to people like uh, Gary Post and Russ Strong who took a step into that before other people were ready to take that step. And they're going to lead the way. Uh, and I think that five years from now, we're going to be very pleased with what we see in the downtown area. What is the greatest challenge facing your district? Probably the greatest challenge that we have is uh, health care. I, I, I just see this becoming a bigger and bigger problem, um, not only for businesses that right now are able to provide health care, but also for many people who are having a hard time buying health care insurance for themselves. Uh, and this is something that I've worked closely with the Access Health people uh, here, and that's been a wonderfully successful program in this area. And, and I wish it was able to catch on in other counties. Uh, but um, I, I guess we have to give it time. But there, there's talk now about other kinds of health care that may be available through the state. I know the governor has been working on uh, creating a new program uh, using the federal government uh, uh, to help shore up the program statewide. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how this all progresses. But when I talk to folks, the big thing on people's mind is health care and, and how can I protect myself and my family. Well, it's a key issue because it not only impacts all of us personally, but it also impacts people as business owners and people investing in a community. And it's something as, you know, a lot of small business owners and entrepreneurs, when you talk about people investing in the downtown Muskegon area, those are concerns that people have when they bring their business into a community. And I we had the opportunity to interview Jeff Fortenbacher with Access Health on an earlier podcast. And I that is just a very innovative program that they have available and I think the more things like that that happen in our community really set Muskegon and Michigan up as a front runner in healthcare. Yeah, I just talked to some folks up in Nuego County who are having a hard time finding healthcare for their workers. This is a daycare center. And I said, boy, it really is too bad that we don't have Access Health here in Nuego County because it would be an ideal program uh, for them and for any small business. Your proudest accomplishments as a state senator? Well, I I don't know if anything can top uh, the cleanup of White Lake. Uh, we were able to get some funding for that cleanup, and it's just made an amazing difference um, for the people who live in the White Lake area to know that all the pol 
all the pollution, at least in the south end, is is cleaned up. And now there are prospects for uh, a development going in where the tannery was. Uh, and it, it it's just been very inspiring. And, and when I uh, get to be about 75 years old, uh, I'll probably take my grandkids up there and say, hey, you know what? Your grandpa was a part of uh, getting this lake nice and cleaned up. Uh, so I, I just uh, feel very good about that. Uh, um, I also uh, played a part in getting funding for the Access Health Program when it was just getting started, and I feel very good about what that has meant for many of the families in the area. And I also played a role in uh, bringing the Smart Zone to our uh, our county. It was toss-up between us and Jackson at the time. Who was going to get that last smart zone? And uh, we were able to uh, persuade the powers that be that Muskegon was an ideal spot. And we had a great plan for that smart zone. Uh, Grand Valley did a wonderful job. A lot of our locals did a wonderful job in putting a good plan together for it. And uh, I, I feel good about what the future can bring for that area. Probably the biggest issue on residents within the state of Michigan's mind is the current budget crisis. There have been several proposed resolutions, and the one currently has the support of the governor and House of Reps. Given the Republican stance on no tax increases for revenue in this year's budget, and with schools having 90% of their budget already spent How do you propose, if there is no revenue generated, that schools continue to operate with this June 1st deadline coming up? This is a very difficult problem. Uh, The money simply is not coming into Lansing, and we put together a budget based on certain expectations, and they were not very lofty expectations, uh, but even with that, the money is not coming in. We thought that we would uh, be able to uh, get by with a plan that would reduce the schools by $34 per student, and that's difficult enough on the schools, and and there are some schools that would have really struggled with that. But now we're faced with a potential $125 per student. Uh, We're looking at the numbers. Um, We're hoping that we can find other ways uh, to cut our way through this, but I know how difficult it was to get to the $34 proposal. Now, if the income is less yet, we may have to resort to a tax. Um, And because of the short amount of time before the fiscal year is going to end, it's probably going to have to be an existing tax, which we would increase and uh, be able to put into place in early summer so that we can get generate some revenue before September 30th. Given that, would the most likely candidate for a tax increase be a increase on personal income tax, or are we investigating anything along the tax of uh, sales tax increases? I mean, where where are your thoughts on that? Well, the income tax probably wouldn't generate new money until next calendar year. So um, I, I doubt that it would be the income tax. Uh, my gut feeling is that it would be one of the sin taxes. Uh, it would be um, 
something that we could jack in, jack up in a hurry and uh, something that we could start collecting in a hurry. All right. Well, let's assume we have the state budget woes all worked out, and now we're we're working on getting new businesses in into Michigan, and in particular into the Muskegon area and your district. The way I always ask the last question is I ask the guest to put it in the form of a of a pitch, and I'll I'll word it this way. You have one minute alone with a business considering investing in the Muskegon area. Make your pitch to get them in Muskegon. I think that Muskegon is a great place in which to live. Uh, I think that uh, we have an educated workforce here. We've got a great community college. Baker College is here as well, and some of the universities have a presence here. Uh, I think that the people of West Michigan and and Muskegon in particular have a good work ethic, Uh, and I, I know that in talking to some of the businessmen, some of the factory owners here, um, that's what keeps them going is this work ethic that the uh, people of the area have. Uh, I think it's a beautiful place in which to live. We've got the lake here. We've got inland lakes. Um, I think that uh, for people who maybe are coming from out of state, they would find a a wonderful place to live and uh, recreate. Uh, uh, We've got winter sports, we've got summer sports, uh, uh, fishing, hunting, skiing, all these kinds of things here. Uh, I think it's a tremendous location. Um, And I I would think that a business um, would see this as a real opportunity here um, for a future. Um, I I, I think our quality of life... uh, is unsurpassed, and I'm very proud of uh, what we have here in Muskegon. And uh, I think that um, we will attract business in the future. Uh, we have done it in the past. We're seeing positive things happening here, and I think that we will continue to see positive things in the future. Thank you very much, Senator Van Workham. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. It was it was fun. <laughs> I want to thank Senator Van Workham for taking part in the podcast interview. This is a challenging time to be a legislator in the state of Michigan. I appreciate his frankness with answering my questions. I've always made a point not to show any political bias on Inside Muskegon. I would like to repeat an open invitation I've always had for all of our legislators to be a guest on this podcast. This represents an excellent forum for discussion on issues that affect our everyday lives as Muskegonites. There is no denying that the state of Michigan's economy is in crisis. We are being outperformed by nearly every state in the union. The gaping hole in revenue created by the elimination of the single business tax, along with the struggling automotive industry, have left Michigan behind while other states are moving forward. Regardless of which resolution Michigan's politicians come to, we need to get this issue resolved. Michigan is a state with wonderful natural resources, a dedicated workforce, and strong schools. To succeed in the global economy, the state of Michigan must embrace new industries such as alternative energy to carve out a competitive advantage. Contrary to what many believe, Muskegon is actually bucking the state economic trend. Muskegon is experiencing growth in industries in which other areas of the state are struggling.
However, there is plenty of work that still needs to be done. Let's hope that 10 years from now, we're not having the same conversation about the state of the Michigan economy. To help make that happen, it is imperative as citizens of Muskegon and the state of Michigan that we are heard by our legislators. I encourage you to contact them and push these economic issues to the forefront. To get started on that, and for more information on Senator Jerry Van Workham, visit senate.michigan.gov and click on Republican Senators. I'm going to move on now to some listener feedback, and for the latest feedback on Inside Muskegon, visit our website at insidemuskegon.com. You can post your own comments to the site, view the comments of others, and even comment on their comments. Please direct your comments for Senator Van Workham in the post for this episode. And when doing so, remember the rules for Inside Muskegon when commenting, a link to which have been posted in the show notes for this episode. That brings us to the conclusion of episode number 74 of Inside Muskegon. For more information, visit our website at InsideMuskegon.com. Inside Muskegon is produced by Jeremy Sear. For Inside Muskegon, I'm Jason Pisecki. Feedback is welcome at Jason at InsideMuskegon.com. This has been the Inside Muskegon Podcast. Comments are welcome through our website or by emailing jason at insidemuskegon.com.